0: This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever Guaranteed it's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. You can call them 401 392 1025, but log onto their website, lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePetro show. It's AM 1380 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website dipietro.com Well, we are in potentially for record-breaking heat the next two days i don't have to tell you you look outside it is beautiful it is summer like as a matter of fact and some of the things you're going to see and and people just start to go nuts uh crime rate goes up um quality of life issues start to simmer over let's just enjoy it and especially it is school vacation week now these brush fires are something that people certainly have to be cautious of i also once again want to direct your attention to the website dipetro.com we have a lot of videos up Still a lot of fallout on that murder-suicide, whatever that was in Coventry, where you had the, the husband, they've released the names. Um, the husband that, by all accounts, he shot and killed his wife. He also killed their two dogs. And then he attempted to take his own life, but failed. He is still gravely wounded, but still alive. But the thing that really took um, caught a lot of people's attention, and the video has rocketed, And it was this neighbor that suddenly thrust herself into the spotlight, who was trying to take control of the situation, was arguing. I had no interaction with this woman in any way, but was yelling at Channel 10, was yelling at Channel 12, uh, fighting with the police, threatening the police, threatening the media, screaming, swearing, uh, a neighbor now. No one was approaching her home. No one was approaching her or her home and then on top of that she you can see the video she drove her truck up and um you're gonna hear and we've spoken with attorney tim dodd that that's felony assault with a deadly weapon uh she didn't hit anyone some people think that but that would be battery but it's felony assault she attempted to run over the photographer from channel 12 with her truck that's felony assault some people don't fully understand it and which is fine but they say, well, wait a minute, who did she assault? If you shoot someone with a gun and you miss, it doesn't mean, oh, well, you missed. That's, that's still, you were attempting to harm them with the gun. Uh, in this particular case, she was aiming and trying to run down the photographer from Channel 10. Now, she she failed, but that was the intent. So the video has just rocketed in just the past 24 hours um i've even lost track how how high it's climbing as a matter of fact i'm not even sure but it's very very high you can see it it's also on the youtube channel that we have which is the john DePietro show on youtube but very tragic situation on a coventry and not made any better by that individual uh behaving in that manner you're listening to the john DePietro show Get your driveway paved, J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project Or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J. Perry letter j j perry paving 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on facebook folks you're listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com joining us right now new chairperson of the Rhode Island Republican Party, and I'm uh, very happy for the individual. He worked hard for it. He ran a great campaign. We've interviewed him in the past. He ran against Senator Frank Lombardi last fall, and I want to welcome, it is Chairman Joe Powers. Chairman, first of all, congratulations, and uh, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today.
1: I appreciate you having me, John. Thank you.
0: Joe Powers, just, you know, a lot of people are learning about you, hearing about you for the first time. You know, walk us through a little... 60-second bio of Joe Joe Powers.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll try to keep it at 60 seconds, but uh, simply put, uh, born and raised in Cranston, Rhode Island. Uh, Currently still live there as well. Uh, Spent uh, all my time in Edgewood as a kid. Graduated from uh, Hendrickson. went into the military, went to Rhode Island College, jumped into the corporate world, and now I'm currently in the uh, wonderful world of real estate um, as an investor, as a realtor. Um and uh I've traveled all over the country uh as uh working with teams to help small businesses get started, helping them raise capital and funding and sort. And uh yeah, I ran for office last year in 2022 against uh, Senator Frank Lombardi. It's my first time ever running for office. Uh got a real good taste of it, enjoyed it, and uh I wanted to continue to go. And then when I heard about the chairman position coming, up, coming available, talked to a few people and I said, you know what? That's something I can do. So
0: I jumped in. You know, it's interesting. Uh, We both grew up in Edgewood. You actually grew up one street over down from me. We both attended St. Paul's School. We both went to Bishop Hendrickson and we both went to Rhode Island College. Tell us, tell me a little bit about the military.
1: Um, Well, I was in the Coast Guard. uh, And just so we're clear, you are a a little bit older than me, too. I just want to make sure I clarify that one. Uh, (laughs) So I actually spent uh, four years in the United States Coast Guard actually working with the uh, Border Security Drug Interdiction. Uh, I was a bosun's mate, small boat coxswain, uh, doing uh, uh, boarding teams, boarding operations, fisheries, uh, search and rescue. Uh, all the fun stuff that you get to do uh, in the military and uh, and enjoy doing it, but um, four years was enough for me at that time, and I decided to move on.
0: Now, folks, again, we're speaking with the new head of the Rhode Island Republican Party. It's Joe Powers, Chairman Joe Powers, um, Chairman. And I do want to use the title just because I'm mm-hmm. I'm speaking to you in in that role that you are mm-hmm. the title of the party. What What was it that you heard? When you number one, you decided to, you know, go for it and you successfully got the support of everyone to become the new chairperson of the party, but what what, if, what were you hearing in leading up to it as far as um start off with some of the challenges that the party faces?
1: Well, I mean, in the state of Rhode Island to be a Republican, um, it is a challenge to begin with. Uh what I was hearing from folks was Uh, They were looking for somebody that had a certain skill set of leadership, communication, people that had the ability to uh, bring unity, Uh, somebody who can bring the party together to kind of speak almost as one. Uh, Republicans have been known to be individuals uh, simply because a good number of them are uh, small business owners, which, you know, you kind of you fend for your own as far as owning and operating your own business. So you do have a tendency to have some of that uh, but what folks were looking for was the opportunity to get a breath of fresh air, kind of get a relaunch of a new Republican Party, uh, showing people who we are. Um, they wanted to make sure that we were able to get the message out on who the Republican Party really was. You know, it's it's no secret that we've gone too long with allowing other people to say who we are. Um, we're nothing like what you hear on pretty much all of the media outlets out there, all of the talking heads. Um, it's, it's, this is a group of people that have a strong mindset, um, for growth. They have a, uh, a focus on, you know, what it is to actually have a productive Rhode Island. Um, in the last 80, 90 years, we haven't had that. I mean, for anything else, there should be a balance, uh, in the world of capitalism. Competition is great. When you don't have competition, people take over and they just run roughshod. Uh, which is basically what's been happening in the state of Rhode Island. So it's now it's our turn to step up, show people who we are, get the message out of what it is that we stand for, and and make a course correction for the state of Rhode Island.
0: Folks, again, we're speaking with, he is the chairman of the Rhode Island Republican Party. It's Joe Powers. Chairman, <clears throat> as we look back now, I mean, it's April. You look back at the fall of 2022. Um, you know, any team that goes through a game and then comes up on the losing end of it. You want to look back uh what could have been done differently, what was done right. So I'm just curious, and no race in particular, but just I'm just curious some of the synopsis you came away with of okay, you know, this worked well, this maybe needs to be better. As you look back at the fall of twenty twenty two, what are some of those takeaways?
1: Well, first off, I think anybody in any business, what I teach and preach is for people to take a look at their own business and uh ask two questions one was what did we do well and what could we have done better yep. um i don't want to say that we did anything wrong um but there's always room for improvement in any scale regardless if you're at the top of the game or if you just starting in the game um what do i think we could have done better it is exactly what we've been talking about is the messaging um we could have gotten to the microphone first We could have put out a stronger message of unity. I'll I'll tell you, the the Democrats, I take my hat off to them, competition wise alone, I take my hat off to them because their messaging got out super strong. You know, watch out, super red wave coming your way, Um, you know, uh, or this person's extreme or that person's extreme. And if you got to know the people, who they were talking about you kind of sh- scratch your head and be like I, I i don't see that correlation um so what did we do wrong mm, i don't know if we did it wrong i mean i know a good portion of the candidates who ran and they worked and they did exactly what they should have done there's a good number of people in there john who, who got themselves into the 40 percentile as far as uh, as far as uh, uh, votes are concerned myself included um, I had, what, six months worth of campaigning, and I went from essentially 0% recognition to 43% recognition. We have other people in there who have gotten to 47, 48, even 40 against the Speaker of the House. I mean, so they did the work. We just need to do better as a party of helping with the message to align everybody, to show everybody who we are.
0: Now, right now, um, forget about what's, and I don't mean to say forget about what's going on, but nationwide, but just you're talking about a state right now, Chairman, that. I, there, there just seems to be people are disgruntled people are not you know as someone that deals with the public uh people are feel they're overtaxed uh no one is seeing good test results coming down people are seeing these public projects of which they didn't even get a chance you know they don't support or vote on and i i just i notice a lot of, and i'm curious your thoughts but i i sense a lot of people who are not content with the direction the state's going right now.
1: Well, yeah, you know, you you take a look at what's happening right now, and it just seems to be a a calamity of confusion almost, if you would, where, you know, the the test scores that just came out, by the way, on a Friday night during Passover on Good Friday – um, and the numbers are abysmal and, and I had somebody tell me the other day that you know we have eighty five percent graduation rate, but the people that are graduating are showing a twenty six point six percent proficiency in mathematics and thirty percent in in science so who 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 are we graduating and then that stems right over to you know projects that are falling falling apart at our feet, and you know we don 't have the right funding and then and then we get an extension on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, emergency uh, plan with, through the governor to try and get more money, which even President Biden himself signed off on a bill that says that you know the emergency's over, let's stop with this thing. But yet we're still tapping, we're still tapping for more money. Um, the message from the party on the left that is running the state of Rhode Island is resounding, and people are starting to wake up. We're getting more and more phone calls from people who are just like, uh, I'm I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, I've been on the phone nonstop. I've been working with my executive director for the last two weeks, literally since the gavel dropped on the convention, making phone calls, talking to people, getting insight from folks. And we're hearing a lot of the same stuff, that people are just fed up. They're done with being done. They just have no interest in doing this anymore. We need to make solid change, and this is where we need to actually take all the information, all the data that we had from last, last run that we had. We have to have the proper analyzation and change up the message to make sure that people understand what it is that we can do differently to help Rhode Island get back on course.
0: All right. Wherever someone is listing because no granted you know the election is not till 24 and that's a little bit of a challenge because it's a presidential year and then democrats get big turnout what is the best way how can people get involved how can people meet you maybe there's someone that's saying i think i'd like i think i'd like to get involved in the process what's the best way chairman powers for someone to approach that
1: yeah, John, I'm glad you brought that up because we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for people to help out and step up. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is you can just email me. It's chair at R.I.G.O.P. Uh, uh, chair at ri dot GOP. Send me an email. Uh, let me know that you're looking to step up and help out. Uh, We have plenty of volunteers right now who are looking to help out. We're just getting ready to launch on our committees, and we are putting some very key people in place. I'm very excited what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks uh, regarding the party itself as committees. So if we have people that are out there that are interested, they can always reach out to me at chair at Gop and uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know how you want to help. We're always looking for delegates. We're always looking for volunteers. Um, we're going to build this thing uh, over the next year and a half before we get to this, even before this election. Um, that's going to show people that, you know, whatever investment you make into the GOP, you're going to get a return on your investment, whether that's with your time or your finances and funding. Um, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to get them a return on their investment.
0: You know, it's funny, Chairman Powers. Before I let you go, but I, I you know, I'll encounter people, and all they do is they watch Fox News, and all they do is <laughs> they talk about you know what's going on in other parts of the country and i'll say to them you know do you realize you could have an impact right here like the stuff you're watching on fox nothing against it but it's you you could people will say to me i'm not sure i want to run for office and i'll say well then why don't you help out on a campaign why don't you find out maybe you'll learn that you like it maybe you'll learn you don't like it maybe you'll find out that you're good at it i'm curious how did you find um well, there's a big difference you think about doing it but you actually did it you ran you took on a very strong incumbent what was, what was that experience like for Joe Powers
1: well, first off, let me address the first part of, of like your Fox Newses and your CNN's and your MSNBCs is they're going to, they're going to report on what they want to report on they have far more uh, you know uh, talking heads on there than they do people reporting news so whatever narrative that they want to put out and it's amazing to me now that you see videos coming out with people showing stuff or you know I'll just use COVID as the example of people who are steadfast in their beliefs and their thoughts about everything that happened with COVID and state of emergencies and everything of that and then all of a sudden two or three years later they're kind of lax on it and they forget that they were the ones that were hammering the point two three years ago about you need to do this or you're going to kill people or you're not going to do this and you got to save the planet and you got to do this and they forget that this stuff's all on video we can go back and watch it all and people are doing it what got me involved was part of that It was where I just felt like there was a little bit too much overreach as far as government is concerned. And you and I have had this discussion in the past, but it was when the state of Rhode Island, uh, my opponent at the time, um, had co-sponsored a bill that was going to take that whole vaccine mandate thing to the very next level and start – taxing people uh on a monthly basis they're going to fine you and then they were going to increase you know the property tax because you didn't get the vaccine and then on top of that the climate act of 2021 or the 2021 climate act act on climate where they were going to say that you have to get rid of all of your cars. that message right there just doesn't get out to people until we actually do it and once i started hearing about these things i finally stopped wanting to be that armchair politician and actually get out and tell people now don't get me wrong I'm not doing this whole rah rah siskumbah screaming at the top of my lungs, telling everyone to go into the, you know, the, being, the, the damnation of hell or anything of that sort. I'm just going to show you facts. I'm going to show you things that have been going on in the state of Rhode Island. That is my target with the candidates that we're going to be bringing on. I said at one point, we're going after quality, not quantity. We're going to go after candidates, and we're putting a process and a system in place. that we're going to find the candidates who are actually going to be able to affect change in Rhode Island and do it in a way that makes sense common sense which isn't so common anymore unfortunately and we're going to bring that back and we're going to show people exactly what it is we're going to be doing we're going to show them the alternate of how things can be run and how great rhode island is and how amazing it'll be in the future
0: what's the best way for people to reach you or reach the party should they go in person should they call should they send an email is there a website what's the best what way do you prefer people to get involved
1: The absolute best way, John, thanks for asking again, is Um, Is by email uh, chair at ri.gop. And simply put, is we are uh, extremely busy, but that doesn't negate the fact that we want to talk to as many people as possible. So to set up uh, a schedule, you you know as well as I do how schedules can change rapidly. Whereas I could be sitting on a Tuesday thinking I have my Wednesday morning off, and suddenly four things pop up on the schedule. So the best way to do it is to email chair at ri.gop. Uh, Let me know who you are, what it is you want to discuss, how it is you think you can help, uh, what concerns that you have that we can help you out with, and and we can set something up where we can have the opportunity to talk. Because we also have opportunities in the cities and towns. I mean, we have cities and towns committees and the Republican committee that are still looking for delegates. Um, I know in North Providence, we're looking for folks. Central Falls, we're looking for folks. Woonsocket, we're looking for folks. This is an opportunity for people to actually step up and be part of it without having to be thrust into the spotlight too, by the way. They don't have to be the person at the microphone. They don't have to be the person, you know, being up there debating with people. They want to help, they can. Just contact us, tell us where you're at and, and ask how we, and we'll ask how we can help you, and you tell us what you think you can do with us, and we'll gladly bring you on board.
0: Again, he is the new chair of the Rhode Island Republican Party. We wish him tremendous success. It is Chairman Joe Powers. Joe, Chairman, again, congratulations. Good luck. We're going to talk to you a lot, but uh, very happy for you, and uh, and good luck over the course of, of just the spring.
1: Well, John, I appreciate it. Thank you again. Have yourself a great day.
0: Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year you could have a pest problem serving rhode island and massachusetts called falcon pest services today 401-739-1322 free consultation 401-739-1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 folks you're listening to the john DePetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dePetro.com. you've heard me talk about there's a new news source Rhode Island Current, and joining us right now, she is the Rhode Island editor in chief, and it is Janine Wiseman. Janine, first of all, uh, good morning, uh, and thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. Tell us a little bit about the Rhode Island Current.
2: Hi, John. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity to tell your listeners about Rhode Island Current. So, we are an independent, nonprofit news outlet, and we are the 33rd state capital news outlet. That is part of the network uh, run by the national nonprofit States Newsroom.
0: And talk, if you don't mind, just touch on how, you know, how did this come about and what's the main focal point of the Rhode Island operation?
2: Well, our focus is public policy and state government. And so we are headquartered in Providence, and so we are keeping an eye on what's happening at the State House, but also paying attention as best we can, you know, with our resources. We're a staff, <laughs> one editor- in chief and three reporters. But paying attention to state agencies and what's going on at that level, um it's certainly always an interesting time, you know, uh, we're in budget season, um. Lots going on. The governor visiting Newport yesterday for the education initiative he's announcing. Um, there's just a lot happening all the time.
0: Some of the stories right now, and I want people to remember now, it's it's RhodeIslandCurrent.com. It's online. It's an online news source. Uh, all social media. It's also on, I know I've seen it on the Facebook page and also on Twitter. But I love how, I mean, there's a lot of content here, Janine, starting with Nancy Lavin, influential legislative panel returns from hibernation. That, of course, is JCLS. Nancy Lavin is she dedicated to the state house, or how does it? She um seems to have a la- lot of great stories um about the Rhode Island State House.
2: Nancy certainly does. She came to us from Providence Business News. has a background in finance and uh, covering the financial um, area. Just doing super work for us. Um, I would say she's dedicated to. Journalism in particular, not just the statehouse. Um, she's certainly just out in front. And uh, a little caveat, I think she was covering the, uh, the Pawtucket Redevelopment Agency, recall when they met to, for their first meeting since the news broke about the bonds not getting financed yet for the Tidewater landing. And she's standing there in a group of men. And uh, I think the chairman of the agency comes out and goes, gentlemen, like, you know, and she's standing right there. So wow. Her, We're definitely trying to change the narrative here and be like, hello, we have a much more diverse uh, reporter workforce than that.
0: So, yeah. Now, folks, also, um, there's different categories, and I I have talked to Janine in the past, and one of the things I like is the different categories that Rhode Island Current covers. Now, granted, you know, there's various stories that come about, but mostly the focus is seemingly on education, energy, environment, healthcare, transportation, politics, and justice. I know that you've told me housing is something else that the Rhode Island current's going to focus on.
2: Oh yeah. That is a big issue this year. I mean, right from the beginning of the year with these encampments that were outside the state house, right. That the governor was yeah. struggling to deal with. Um, housing really spans a lot of those categories, certainly transportation, the economy, um, you know, energy as well. Nancy Levin in particular has been uh, diving into energy bills and Sometimes she's the only reporter covering the hearings that are taking place at the PUC.
0: Janine, how is this, just your personal experience, how is this different from working covering stories for the Newport Daily News?
2: Well, um, my career at the Daily News span 25 years, so I started, mm-hmm. you know, with the traditional newspaper. You know, in 1994, you could go in the pre-press room and actually see the flats, you know? Wow. I mean, they were just ending the x knife and the, the wax, right, <laughs> to lay out the paper before they moved into, you know, software and stuff. So, you know, I saw the traditional route, right? But by the time I left there, it was entirely, almost entirely, it seemed like, online, you know that. Um, you were posting, I was a senior digital editor then. So, yeah. you know, you really did take that dive into this is a 24 7 kind of thing now where we're posting, you really have to post every hour to have something so that there is that round the clock of content coming through.
0: And Janine, I'm also um, just your, the Rhode Island Current, independent nonprofit news outlet covering state government and the impact of public policy decisions in the ocean state. If you would just touch on that, because I think that's something that is not explored enough or enough of a focus of a lot of the, just as we say, the public policy decisions can have tremendous repercussions and impact around the state, yeah. so much that people don't even fully recognize it.
2: Well, you know what? I think you bring up a good point is when you hear the phrase public policy, you're like, what is that? You know, what does it mean to you, John? <laughs> like everything you do. think about it though the lunch you're going to eat and where you're going to eat it (laughs) is probably impacted by public policy decisions right
0: um you know if you're asking me personally i mean a good thing that just comes to mind to me was there was a time when it was uh, mayor Cicilline and also mayor angel tavares they didn't allow loitering in downtown providence they would tell they'd have the police tell people to move along mayor alorza relaxed that and thus now you have – that led to – that that public policy decision of no longer to enforce uh, loitering, you see the increase in homeless people wandering around. You see the increase in panhandling. A lot of people may not realize or see where that came from, but mm-hmm. for better or worse – you know, that was a public policy decision made by by administration. To me, that's, I just mentioned that because it's a strong visual, and a lot of people, it's not their imagination. If you go back to when Buddy Cianci was the mayor, they they wouldn't allow someone to lay on a park bench or things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's true, but there's one indication where this was a multitude of public policy decisions going back decades, when you think about it. So it's not just a short-term loitering thing but no there were there was a reason why people had nowhere to go yes that's why they were loitering yeah. right? No, <laughs> folks, know, so.
0: again folks it's uh janine weisman and she is the editor-in-chief for the rhode island current and janine i am um that the right now the rhode island current and why don't you just give what are the best places that people can access uh the rhode island current
2: why their phone or their computer basically we are online at rhodeislandcurrent.com you spell out rhode island um but the best thing you can do is sign up for our morning newsletter and that way you'll get an email with the direct links that go to the top stories of the day uh, and yeah. the newsletter is called swell so we're we're getting more subscribers every day but i'm, I'm trying to reach our thousand our first one thousand and i'm not there yet <laughs> getting
0: there i do get your uh daily email and it's terrific today was one hour a week be an expert in ten thousand weeks what i like about it and i push this with people is it gives me all the links to all the stories that the rhode island current is uh is covering and and i just something that stood out to me was how in depth uh the the stories are you've been i think breaking stories of anything just going more in depth with certain stories and i'm going to give a good example and that is that the rhode island college try to you know the the idea to maybe go two extra years i think that was the first time i read it you certainly were ahead of the curve on the tidewater landing and also on i think east providence and the mayor saying that maybe he would host the soccer games there i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that was the first place that i read it
2: well, thank you. And I mean, that's not to say there's not great work that's also happening, you know, across the, the Rhode Island Press Corps. Um the Tidewater water landing issue became a top news story because of the great work by Eli Sherman at Channel Twelve, right? So, um, but it's that follow staying on these these stories and seeing what impact they're having, asking questions and trying to follow the threads of those questions. That's what Nancy did in talking to the Mayor of East Providence. You know, where else? Could this soccer team play if they lost their Pawtucket venue when they want to start their season next year? Right. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's just following the stories and staying on them. The Rhode Island College thing was in particularly a uh, great piece, and that was again Nancy following through with that. Yep. Um, and and even then you saw that she was asking the questions at URI as well. How yes. come they weren't part of this? That's right. <laughs> you know, there's there's more to do there. You know, just in terms of budgets and level funding, or even cutting budgets um, at our higher education institutions. They, they just need a lot more attention than they're getting.
0: Folks, again, it is Rhode Island, the Rhode Island Current, and they're right online. She is the Rhode Island Editor-in-Chief Janine Weisman. And, folks, again, you can check them out at rhodeislandcurrent.com. Janine, I mean it. Um, congratulations. Good luck, and we're going to talk to you again. I really like the work, very impressive journalistic work that I'm seeing.
2: Well, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate that. And yes, I hope we'll talk again.
0: Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps they did a fantastic job on my outside steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installations excavation call limitless outdoors today let's dream build and enjoy 401-580-1852 based in smithfield limitless outdoors they also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors call them today free quote get the most of your outside you're gonna love what they can do for you 401-580-1852 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy we're speaking with Dan mcgowan of the boston globe Dan, boy, it is um, incredible with the CD1 race. I did see Valley Breeze, kind of as I expected. My former colleague, Arlene Violet, is now not running. But it's kind of, you know, you get your name out there. You hear from some people you haven't heard. Mark Patinkin wrote a nice piece about in the Promise <laughs> Journal. And then that's enough. I don't think I'm, I'm going to run. It's almost like, to me, and nothing gets aged, but someone that sometimes they're older, the They'll just go out to lunch and they say that was enough. It was just enough to get out of the house. But what do you make of um, does this make does this make Aaron Regenberg the, the front runner and what about this latest that Marvin Apney now is jumping into the race. Yeah, let,
3: take it in reverse order because I, I think this Marvin Abney decision to jump in the race is interesting. Marvin Abney is by no means a household name, but no. you know we're talking about an African American guy from Aquidneck yep. Island. Right now, there are no other candidates down there. You know, from that neck of the woods, uh, he's a veteran, right? He, so he's got a bit of a story to tell. Uh, an incredible—I don't know how much you know him, John. He's an incredibly decent man, right? He's a, just yes. a good, nice guy. Uh, how does that translate as a candidate? It's tough, right? You, this, this is kind of a ruthless game that you can't just, you know, get there and being a nice guy. And so that can be really hard. Although I do think there's a place in this race for him. Uh, Remember when you're also, when you're the house finance committee chairman, you've got a lot of power. Uh, And so right now people have to donate to him. I think you won't see uh, a lot of big uh, endorsements. Certainly not, certainly not any of the, uh, the, the, the unions, the AFL, CIO or anything like that, any of the public employee unions, you're not going to see them, you know, rub the House finance chairman the wrong way, uh, at least not before, you know, the end of the session. So I think that I think it does change uh, the race a little bit. I'll be interested to see what kind of team he can put around him. Remember, it is just such a difference running from, you know, a relatively small area as a state representative to running for Congress basically in half the state so you know nobody's necessarily prepared although and this is something you and i've been talking about for a couple of weeks moving on to Aaron, berg uh this is a he is a guy who lives for this kind of stuff yeah i agree i think aaron regenberg today certainly is in the top tier of candidates but i think i'd put him probably right there as the favorite right out of the gate raises a bunch of money uh he's got you know he he did the thing that he needed to do uh in his announcement which was surround himself with women because there's a lot of momentum in the district particularly among democrats to elect a a female there so we have to answer that question why should we send you know a relatively wealthy white kid to school or to, to congress you know a bunch of women for this and he, you know the, the argument is he's got a bunch of the uh you know the the providence city council with uh female members behind him and the argument is he's the best choice and i'll tell you john i looked this up I, i've been mentioning this to you for a couple of weeks but i looked it up aaron Regenberg, when he ran against dan mckee uh for lieutenant governor he didn't win but on the east side of providence where all the votes are yeah uh, in, in this district he won 70 percent of wow. the votes on the east side of providence against your current governor. wow. Um, you know that was in 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 raw numbers you know talk about 5000 votes there. if aaron Riegeberg can can collect you know in that range anywhere in that stratosphere of votes on the east side of providence that takes you a really long way in a district where you know again it's a special election low turnout the reliable voters in this district are from the east side of Providence, and he's got, I think, a stranglehold on those people, and that's why I say I think he's, I, I think he probably starts here as the
0: favorite. Speaking of the east side, Dan McGowan, late last week it was the end of last week. One of my listeners, she lives over there, and said she saw Aaron Ruggenberg late last week coming out of a hair salon on Hope Street, and she said she knew he was going to run because apparently because he has a young child. Of the past year, he's been cutting his own hair at home. So she saw him <laughs> emerging from the hair salon. Whatever you interview them, I find that type of stuff a good antidote. This woman contacted me and said, he's running. I just saw him get his hair cut, and I know he's been cutting his own hair at home. By Cohen, way, what you... it, Go ahead.
3: It, 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 I was just going to say, as, as <laughs> I'm laughing, because I, I, one, I believe it. And two, it is a great way to tell if these guys are, you know, are serious. You're cleaning yourself up a little bit. Maybe you're going to the tailor and getting a couple extra new suits. You know, this is what, these are the things that actually show that you're serious. Uh, Sometimes, you know, sitting around the table and saying, hey, maybe I'll run. And all your friends say, yeah, that's a great idea. Most of these candidates just do that. Uh, but the ones who are serious, yeah, they're the ones who go out, get a haircut, take a shower, and, and buy a couple new suits.
0: Now he's ready to roll in all the photos he looks at. Uh, Dan McCullough, what do you make of the uh, candidacy of the state representative, Stephen Casey? You know, I, I understand the argument uh, for that, that
3: I believe uh, Representative Casey's going to make, which is, you know, I'm a, I'm a firefighter. So, you know, potentially there's a big endorsement there from the, you know, the the Association of Firefighters. Um, And, you know, I'm a, I would call him probably moderate to conservative. And so there's this lane, you know, in the first district of, you know, trying to appeal to kind of the Blackstone Valley Democrats, um, you know, quite frankly, John, it's trying to get John DePietro to vote for me. Uh, I recognize you're in the second district, but it is, it is a little bit of that. And uh, I, I, again, I get the art for it. The thing for me is, I just don't see how the voters of the first district are willing to support anybody who who's to the right of David Cicilline. Uh, It seems really hard, but again, if you're a you know, if you're in a field, we're not 13, 14 people, John, if you get Mm. up even more um, really, I mean, anybody can find some level of support. Uh, And so I understand why he's doing it. It just, to me, when I look at the, the way that district works, you look about who's who's leaving um, and you kind of say, boy, I just can't see the district, you know, uh, voting for somebody who's who's pretty significantly more conservative, I think, than David Cicilline
0: was. What about Gabe Ammo, this Pawtucket native who apparently just resigned from the Biden administration?
3: Yeah, just quit his job. Uh, you know, and he's pretty high level up there. I mean, this is a guy who gets a little bit of face time with the president. And as you know, you know, there aren't that many people. Uh, I don't think Gina Raimondo gets a lot of time with the president, to be honest. So uh, but he's quit his job. He's preparing. I mean, very clearly he's going to run for to announce uh probably in the next week or two i believe you know here's the challenge he's a guy who knows nobody currently knows nobody's ever heard of but he gets got a good story he kind of comes from that gina raimondo helena folks world so he should be able to raise a ton of money uh, i think he'll be i don't know what he's doing in this kind of campaign so the question just becomes you know can you really get out there get your name out i was talking to somebody uh recently who who worked uh in the in Congressman Langevin's world. So in the second district for a long time. And they said to me, you know, when you're, when you're running against, when you're running for office, if you're running against, against an incumbent or if you're just running for an open seat and nobody. You know, you gotta spend probably a hundred thousand dollars a week on television to to actually penetrate voters, to actually, mm. you know, remind people what your name is and that kind of thing. And there's only a handful of candidates in this race, big field, but if you think about it, Aaron Regenberg, probably Sabina Matos, you know, there's this guy in, in Jamestown who kind of want, who wants to yes. run. Um, and, and probably Gabe Amo, there, there, are, there just are not that many people who have the ability to go out there and raise, you know, $650,000, $700,000 to really make a go of this. I think Amo is one of those people, which means I would say I would kind of elevate him to the top tier
0: of candidates. Tim McCown, I think this is the most diverse, I, I know it is, group we've ever had seek a congressional seat. And what a difference from think of the Democrats we just saw run for the CD two seat yes. compared to the CD one seat.
3: you know, there's diversity in a lot of different ways. One, it's gonna you know you're gonna have the most people of color. You're gonna have the most uh, female. You're also gonna have the widest array of, of just political talent, right? There are gonna be people in who, uh, who quite frankly don't belong in it, right? Who aren't gonna be able to you know put together a statewide or a half statewide pain uh but everybody's looking at this and they're saying all you need is 500 uh you know 500 votes to get on the ballot it's kind of like i don't know if you've ever done this but like if you go to foxwoods or uh probably do this at bally's too and you play poker and you sit down at the table and you've got your hundred bucks that you're ready to spend and then you look around and uh you know everybody else originally bought in for the same amount of money but somebody's got eight hundred dollars and somebody's got fifteen hundred dollars i think that's the challenge that some of these uh that, that some of these candidates are going to have but Nothing is going to talk them out of it when you don't have the Speaker of the House really interested in interfering with it. Uh, I don't think you're going to have the governor, you know, kind of running around telling people to get out. I think you're going to just continue to potentially see this field, uh, you know, grow or at least stay, you know, the similar size because it's easy to get on the ballot and uh, and no one has a real reason to, to, to go away.
0: Dean McGowan, two more quick questions. One your colleague uh, Amanda Milkovitz, again another follow-up story where this all this going on with Mike Mata, Dr. Mata, and Skyline. Now them claiming Providence owes them that they overpaid on the rent. There's a story on that in in the Boston Globe. I'm also just curious uh, your thoughts on since we're talking about first 100 days. There's the piece on Brett Smiley. What do you what about Governor Mckee for his first 100 days?
3: Yeah, well, John after when I get off the phone, I'm heading down to Newport and, uh, and you know, going to listen to Governor McKee. Great. His, with his education role. With up. his big education plan. You know, look, I, I don't think he's had as good of the first hundred days as, as, as Brett Smiley. I think Brett Smiley's you know, kind of elevated himself and is, you know, winning support from even people that don't necessarily traditionally like Democrats. Uh, whereas Governor McKee, I think, has taken this approach of kind of running from the media, he doesn't do a lot of, uh, you know, press conferences where you can ask him anything, by the way, separate. No kudos to, yesterday to Senator Whitehouse, who, uh, you know, isn't always the most interesting guy in the world, but has an open press, you know, invites the press over and will take any question is, is you know, riffing about the Supreme Court and about TikTok, mm. all these other things. That's the kind of thing that, these poli- that the, the politicians who are comfortable in their own skin do. Yep um and you're what you're not seeing is that you know is that from governor mckay i'm really curious to see what this education plan um you know is going to look like but i'm not particularly confident in it It sounds like it's after school programming which is good but is not going to necessarily move the needle to you know to catch which is what his own goal is
0: and and finally dimmick i'm just uh, curious and again it's more of a shop thing but You mayor Smiley agreed to sit down with the 100 days. I'm going to, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume Governor McKee would not grant that for. Either yourself or Ed Fitzpatrick. Let's put it
3: like this. Uh All right. it seems so. like the rest of the let's it seems like the rest of the press has gotten this education plan and nobody's nobody's bothered to tell the Boston Globe about it. Or <laughs> or channel twelve, I should say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, hey, we know where that comes from and it's good good reporting. And a lot of these these situations he's found himself in, whether it's the email or he still hasn't answered questions about the whole situation with the hospital in Pawtucket. Um, it doesn't mean they're going away. It just means he's just kind of, you know, ducking. It's like That's right. you owe a homework assignment, and the teacher's out. It doesn't mean it's not due. It just means the teacher's just out there to collect it. Folks, you hear me mention it? It's roadmap. It arrives each day, and especially lately now, leading up some great pieces uh, as we're getting close to the Boston Marathon. It's a fantastic piece about. I I didn't even know that story of the woman that had been a suspect. 12 hour suspect of the marathon Um, that the Bruins are the best team in hockey and the NBA playoffs are coming up with the Celtics and folks, uh, Dan McGowan, if you'd be so uh, kind to offer to anyone who's listening, folks, you can start getting roadmap right into your inbox on weekdays.
3: Yeah, John, there is no off season for roadmap because we've got plenty of things to write about. It's all free. It goes in your inbox every single morning. All you have to do is send me a blank email. RInews at Globe.com. I'll know what it is. RInews at Globe.com and I'll sign up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning.
0: Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan McGowan, great job as always. We're on baby watch and we'll talk to you again. Talk. Next time you have an emergency, think at med urgent care. 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at adventurgentcare.net into the john petro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website com. remember weekdays 11 to 2, but visit the website, petro.com That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live, or YouTube, or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, petro.com And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop, We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show, right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at depetro.com, And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, depetro.com. it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website com. folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even TikTok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos contact log on right at the website dipetro.com for over 125 years ameriprise financial has provided advice for clients unique goals Help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, AmeriPrize Financial, 401 434 1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal, one on one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today. AmeriPrize Financial Advisors, 401 434 1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, AmeriPrize Financial, 401 434 1510. Call right now, 401 434 1510. Tom Bryan, AmeriPrize Financial Advisors.